bit nervous. Why? Because everyone's now listening. <laughs> oh, can you? F- oh, you can feel the vibe in the room has changed. I can feel the pressure. Uh, yeah, so we put the link to the podcast on our own Facebook feed this week after, after keeping after it three weeks after keeping it somewhat secret and. I only put it on my work Twitter because I thought, no one will care. No one will care if I put it on my work Twitter. Every now and again, just putting a little gif of Pete's Dragon on. And a couple of my friends just went, oh, Pete's Dragon. And that that was it. And that was the end of it. And then we spent Friday night just refreshing the stats page, watching it fly up. It's the most excited we've ever been. Look, 20 people have listened. 25 people have listened. They probably haven't even listened. Just download it because they're good friends. That's all I care about. That's it. You just love the stats, don't you? But in all seriousness, uh, loads of people have said really nice things having listened to us for the first time. So I really appreciate that. Um, Yeah, thanks everyone. It's been really kind. I think this week's the week where I've lost my patience with this whole lockdown. I found myself taking great anger at my emails this week. The amount of dirge that you get from companies, mm-hmm. um, just reminding that we're, they're still there. I got one from Costa with methods from co- from Tom, the Costa Coffee Innovator, wow. on how to get quality homemade coffee. Oh, <laughs> are you are you going to follow Tom's advice? Nope. <laughs> Weekly emails from Dave Lewis, the CEO of Tesco, about how they're adding new delivery slots. Tell, mm-hmm. tell you what, <laughs> just drop me an email when I can actually get a delivery slot without going through a military campaign. That's true. But the straw that broke the camel's back was on Friday. Subway emailed me with a recipe on how to make foot-long hot cross buns. <gasps> Mark is now showing me a picture of the foot-long hot cross buns, which just look wrong. I mean, they are, it is just literally a recipe for hot cross buns, which if you compare uh-huh, there, uh-huh. the yeah, recipe it, there. Oh, you've actually and, got the recipe for hot cross buns up as well. Yeah, right? the recipe, okay. Paul Hollywood's yeah, yeah, yeah. recipe, the first one that comes up. Yeah. They've just rearranged, uh, allegedly, it seems to me <laughs> <laughs> that they've rearranged some of the ingredients around and then changed one of the steps to roll make them it, out into a foot long. Make it longer. Yeah. It's even set out the same. Long. So this is what I get up to. <laughs> is this what you're doing upstairs? No, this is what I'm doing when I'm... Um, no, I'm actually working on during the week. This was Friday. Oh, this uh, is your day off. Yeah. yeah oh, it was this, Good Friday anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, so, this, yeah. this is what I get up to when... <laughs> this is what I get up to when I'm on my PC just fuming at the world. <sighs> Do you want to talk television? Watching television, watching television. So I've got something slightly different this week. There's been something I've been wanting to talk to you about all week, and I've sort of held it in. Okay. Don't worry, it's not one of those conversations. I think I have to say from the start that this discussion will involve spoilers for The Nest. So if you're not up to date with The Nest, you might want to skip past this. We'll put timestamps in the notes. Yeah, well. yeah, we, yeah, we will. yeah, yeah, I will. I was trying to say, hang on a minute, who's been doing the notes? Who's been doing the timestamps? Yeah, a, a peek behind the curtain. I'm just like, <laughs> I just sent it out. So yeah, spoilers for The Nest, you have been warned. So in episode one of this podcast, we talked about The Nest. It was primetime BBC One. It was a bit daft. Nice uh, houses. Nice houses and... An intriguing storyline of a young woman who is a surrogate for a couple. So at that point in time, I'm thinking, this is alright for me. It's a pregnancy plotline, but pregnancy really doesn't have any sort of negative connotations for me, even though... What given we, our history. Given our history. Um, so it's a little surprising, probably, but I'm not worried about that, and I don't worry about seeing depictions of pregnant people on TV. Yeah. So that was fine, and I knew that was what the plotline was, and off off I went. Fast forward to episode three, and this is where the spoiler is, people. The surrogate is 25 weeks pregnant, and she has an incident, Mm. which means that the child needs to be born at that stage. Right. So you're seeing an instance of a 25-weeker being born. Yeah. And then you see 
the 25 weeker it is a model yeah. but it's incredibly realistic and it's moving in an incubator and people are going into the room they're being told to remove their jewelry they're being asked to wash their hands and it just hit me sideways because i just was not expecting that at all i, I find too real yeah fine pregnancy expecting a baby at the end of it mm. fine 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 that might be difficult for other people I find it okay. What I find difficult is the depiction of special care baby or premature babies in the special care unit. Mm. Mainly because it was so unreal how they were depicting that particular circumstance. I found myself getting really angry. So the baby did not look like a 25-weeker. Okay. The baby looked like a baby. Yeah. You and I know what a 25-weeker looks like. Yes. Yeah. You and I look what a tw- know what a 24-weeker looks like. Yeah. So I'm fully aware that what they were portraying on the screen was worlds away from what people who have gone through that experience would have seen. Mm. This child was moving like a baby, which we both know, and mm. anyone else has had this experience, that's not how it goes. Mm. The incubators in what appears to be the poshest room in a hospital I've never seen. And no one's saying this is a private hospital. This is this is just, it's meant to be a typical hospital. Yeah. It's in a room of its own for a start. You don't get a room of your own. You're in with many other people who are going through um, similar experience to you and also different experiences in terms of what they, they're having to deal with. I ju- I, it just wasn't what I was expecting. And it's made me think about the special care baby unit. When I saw the trailer for The Nest, I didn't sign up for that. Okay. My question is, and I'm really interested to ask you this, should there be, essentially, we would call this in the university, trigger warnings? So I work for the university. If if I was doing a lecture Mm. or a seminar or a workshop on anything that was deemed to be a sensitive topic, anything I thought could be... Uh, triggering for a student in the classroom I would put a warning up and I would say this is what I'm going to cover you know essentially you want to warn someone of that so that they can choose to engage with that or not or indeed be ready for it just sometimes just to be ready for it is enough so the question I would have is how could you implement that trigger warning Mm. without undermining the narrative of the tv show because this was a thing about five years ago where there was a, a film that came out mm-hmm. where in the BBFC card, which came up beforehand, it says it contains a suicide mm-hmm. attempt, mm-hmm. which they were then criticised for because that undermines a third act twist. Yeah, and everyone's waiting for that yeah. incident to occur. Mm. Yeah. I think that obviously we've had a very tragic circumstance mm. and... And this not be, may not be a triggering event for other people, even people who've been through similar yeah. things to us. And I was going along the same wavelength of you as mm. how do you implement that? Do you... Well, no one gets the radio... I was about to say, do you put a note in the Radio Times? No Who one gets the Radio, the radio Times. Times anymore, apart yeah. from at Christmas? Or do you, do you put something on at the beginning of the show, but then what do you say? Do you say contains portrayal of special care baby unit, which clearly you're then... Mm. You, what what do you do? There is another program on at the moment that is called Twin, yes, and it looks fantastic. It looks right up my street. It's Nordic noir, um, it's a mystery. Clearly, something happens to this. Uh, this is all in the trailer. It's been on something happens to one of the twins, and yeah, but I know straight away what I'm dealing with there, and I will not watch that show. Not because I, I mean, it might be fine. But I don't want to have to put myself through it. And I know what it is. With The Nest, I didn't have a clue. My opinion on this is, we are in a very unfortunate situation where there are things that are going to come up that are going to trigger mm-hmm. us. It's unfortunately something that certainly I feel mm-hmm. I'm going to just have to live with. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't want the plot of a TV show to be spoiled because mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I've, I deal with things differently to you. Mm-hmm. I think we're... Well, well aware mm. of that, but for me, I think I can take references to things, and certainly around the times when we we're in hospital, everything I saw 
seem to involve infant mortality or yes. twins and things like that for, yeah. for, a, for a little while, just ironically, out of the blue. Yeah. It was almost like a... It was almost it was, like a running was joke with comedy. us, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, um, It was like every time we walked around the street, oh, look, there's twins coming towards us. Yes. Because there just, there just was. Yeah. Every single time we turned a corner. I think it's something me and you are just going to mm-hmm. have to learn to cope with and yeah. make decisions based on what we see. Mm. Just going back to the nest, mm. you say it wasn't a realistic depiction and mm. it was never going to be, I don't think. Well, I think it... Couldn't, would, couldn't it be? Couldn't would it you be? have preferred it? Would you have preferred it if it was a more if the baby was the size mm, that of, we recognise? If we, if you saw what it was actually like, yeah. rather than this, because that's to me that's more triggering than yeah. It's it's hard. It's I think it's because it's such a mix of emotions, mm. and I shouldn't still be thinking about this TV show because I've stopped watching it now. I'm not going to watch it any further. Mm. It's obviously done something within my brain chemistry mm. that I haven't quite come to terms with. Yeah. So it, that's a really difficult question for me to answer. Would I watch a documentary about neonatal intensive care? Probably yes, because I'm interested in the real life experiences of people. That's and I can make a choice, though, can't I? I can say, right, this is a documentary. I'm going to see X, Y, and Z. Whereas this was almost a little parallel universe of what it was like with enough elements in there to knock me a little bit. Okay, because I definitely wouldn't watch a TV show based in a neonatal unit for the same reasons that you would, I think. Mm. But if there was something there and it wasn't as realistic, I wouldn't bat an eyelid at that. Mm. So I I can't Mm. answer for for you. But for me... I think it's just something that we, that we are going to have to live with. And, and everyone's got their own thing. Yeah, and um, it just led me to think about yeah. just trigger warnings. And it wasn't necessarily specific to our circumstances. It was just that that was the, that was the thing that, that mm. does it for me. It just led me to think about trigger warnings in TV. And what do we know about television? Should we know a little bit more? It was just an interesting discussion point do you think i've been away from work too long i think you have because <laughs> i'm now to... just trying to like do an, an essay on trigger warnings in tv i think you need to start analyzing some uh... <laughs> do i need some more data to analyze yeah yeah so i don't think there's been much new on this week i think next week we are looking forward to well are we looking forward to the third series of killing oh, eve it's killing eve isn't it um i'm not looking forward to it at all that's interesting i loved series one I hated series two, and I'm hearing on the grapevine that series three sort of carries on in the same vein. It's getting mixed reviews. I don't feel I want to go back to that. I mean, the character's brilliant. Villain, the character of Villanelle, brilliant. Sandra O, oh, brilliant. But there's nothing emotionally pulling me back. Okay, so I'll be reviewing Killing Eve, <laughs> and Elaine might, uh, might join in next week. Uh, but I think for this week, we just want to talk about just some stuff that we've been watching that's certainly not current. Oh, okay, God, it's definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Yours is, I mean, I, I don't even know when yours was set. Right. Well, can I... <laughs> I go? Sorry, you're pointing at me. It's time for me to go first. Amazingly, we do have a running order for this, and Elaine's just... Uh... So there's a show that I've been watching over five years believe it or not (laughs) slowly watching bits of it as it has emerged on amazon prime and i've spoken to you about this before but i've only recently finished season four which came out last year and it's the final and it's the man in the high castle okay um do you remember me starting watching this so I remember everyone watching this when it first started. Okay. I remember it was it was probably the first big Amazon Prime original TV mm. show that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, I remember they turned the New York Underground into like didn't have like a Japanese. Yes. Uh, done as if the Japanese won the war. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm right, is it that America's America? Well, the Allies lost the world, the yes. Second World War, and America's now split into. Yes. Between is there a German side and a Japanese side? That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's in the opening credits. So you might have spotted it from that if I've been watching it in the background. Mm. I think the opening credits won some awards, or at least were nominated for awards, where you see key points in 
what are you, why are you looking at me like that? Just thinking that's one of the worst awards. <laughs> oh, it's going really well, lads. We've been nominated for an opening credits yeah, award. The opening credits are really interesting. Look at what you get now with um, with Westworld. No. Oh, you're not convinced at all. No, I'm <laughs> just, not just about but I think that, and these opening credits are, are very emotive because you're seeing key points in World War Two mm. where the Allied powers are not winning. Okay. And the Axis uh, forces are. So, Key, you're still laughing at me. I'm still laughing at the concept of opening credits awards. That's going to be a long one, this, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, you are seeing key points in, in the war where the, the Allied powers haven't, haven't won. Yes. You've really knocked me off. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a Philip K. Dick... What would you call it? It's not a post-apocalyptic. It's a parallel universe, I suppose. It's a alternate history. Alternate history. Alternate think, yeah. history. Based on his book, I think very loosely based on his book, but mm. the idea being the United States are no longer the United States and they're split into on the east side. I'm not going to say right side because you always tell me <laughs> off of that. On the east side, um, the greater Nazi Reich. Okay. So the Nazis have taken over the right-hand side. Their capital is New York. On the west coast, where you have the Imperial Japanese forces mm. and San Francisco is their base. And then in the middle, in the Rocky Mountains, I really hope that's in the middle. That is. <laughs> Good. There's like a neutral, a neutral zone. So, um, and I think there's mention... Just thinking about us oh, in Britain, there's mention of like a puppet king. Oh, yeah. can you imagine who that might be? <laughs> who, you know, enjoyed some time with Hitler. Yeah. We're in the 1960s, so we've moved on a little bit from the war. Mm. And we are seeing how the fascist regime is affecting the citizens of what was formerly the United States. It's four seasons it does come to an end. It's not that it was just cancelled after season two and we never get to see a, um, a reconciliation of all the plot lines. It is incredibly good, but it's incredibly powerful because you are seeing the policies of Nazi Germany being enacted. Okay. So people of Jewish descent, you can guess what's happening yeah. there. There's, there's food and water and, and things for everyone. Because the world's population, or at least that part of the world's population, mm. we don't really get to know what's happening in other in other places too much, but that part of the world's population has suddenly decreased quite significantly. I wasn't prepared for some of the scenes that transpire, even though I know the policies of the Nazi regime and, and fascism. Yeah. There's some very hard-hitting scenes. But it is the most thought-provoking show I think I've come across for quite some time. It really makes you think, what would I do in those circumstances? So, for example, if suddenly now we were in a war and a fascist regime came, knocked on our door and said, come and work for us, we will give you food and water and shelter and you'll be fine, you'll have this house. But the flip side of that is that any of our Jewish friends and colleagues, we would see them being put into trucks and we'd never see them again. Okay. If you were to know anyone who was disabled, yeah. then those people would no longer be alive. Mm. They would not be allowed to live. They would be taken from you. That's the emotive bit for me at the moment because that's the bit that obviously is most resonant to us as yeah. someone with a, a child that has additional needs. But it really makes you think, what would you do? And there are characters in the show that have to make that decision. Okay. And you see what happens when you say, okay, I'll go with the Nazis, I'll protect my family, I'll make sure they live. Mm. But I, I am now absolutely entrenched in this fascist regime. Why do you think it lost so much of the buzz that it had around it? Because when it mm. first started, it was one of them things that you saw everyone talking about on mm -hmm. social media. It was almost at a level of tag king mm. and making a murderer when it came mm -hmm. out. And, and then, was there a long gap between seasons? or? Well, I think the interesting thing is, I've talked there about the drama, I've talked about the alternate history, mm. I've talked a little bit about the what would you do concept yeah but i haven't at any point in time mentioned that there's a major sci-fi 
element to it. Okay, so I did think that might be the case. Um, and I think I that's the that. problem. Mm. I think that's the issue. If perhaps it had just stuck with this idea of this is our alternate history, clearly we're going to have some people who are fighting back. Yeah. They are on one side. You're going to have some people that have joined the Nazi party mm. and are fulfilling their policies but maybe are regretful of that or maybe just you know they're just doing it because they want to save their children then there are other people who perhaps really like that <laughs> that style of living yeah. and that's given them an excuse to be you know completely power mad and horrific yeah. to their fellow humans all of those characters there's lots of people in there and there's lots of complexity in there mm. but there's also this huge sci-fi component i'm not going to spoil it but there's this huge sci-fi component throughout the the whole thing is that introduced very early on yes okay okay yeah it's it's a mystery to begin with and mm. then as as time goes on we really get into you know we get into things that are in your face sci-fi yeah okay that's where i wasn't bothered i didn't need any of the sci-fi elements i didn't need anything more than just that idea of what if. So you could cut it out, have a three seasons that are even better, maybe. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's that's right. They do wrap it up at the end. They bring it mm. all together-ish. But they were not the elements that I was bothered about. I was mm. bothered about the, the characters. Rufus Sewell is a character who makes a choice. He is a former American soldier who is given the choice join the Nazi party or alternative mm. and he joins and we we see his story and his journey and we follow his family as one of the, the major characters. He is brilliant in this. He's so nuanced. You never know whether he's actually enjoying <laughs> fulfilling what the party is making him do or he's just, he's constantly got in the back of his mind, are, are you, you are thinking quite a lot, oh, he's doing this to save his family, you're doing this to save his family. But at the same time, you're also thinking, but why would he be murdering these people? Surely he would find a way to help them escape. Yeah. I don't know who Rufus Sewell is. Okay. <laughs> I, whenever you say Rufus Sewell, I think of uh, Rupert, <laughs> Rupert Hound, uh, Rufus Hound. Rufus Hound, right, okay. And Rupert... Oh. Rupert... Graves? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have no idea who this is. Now, the only thing I can tell you about Rufus Sewell, now that I haven't got like IMDb in front of my face, <laughs> is that he was in the recent Agatha Christie thing that I watched called um, The Pale Horse that was a BBC. But you didn't watch that with me, so you still have no idea. You're a real good person to direct I know, something. I know. Yeah. It's been in absolutely loads of people screaming. At the uh, at their various podcasting devices. I don't now. think anyone is screaming at the podcast. Are they not? Right? Oh, I would be. Was he on the Empire, uh, the Pilot TV podcast recently? I'm I'm looking at you blankly. Okay. Don't know. No, <laughs> no, that was the other guy. That was the other guy. Oh, that was another in... one. Yes, that he's a Rupert, I think. No, he's a Rufus. He is a Rufus. He's the one from the Laurel and Hardy film. But no, it isn't. It isn't him. I'm just gonna look him up. Go on, look him up. I don't think I've ever seen a thing with this man in. Really? Yeah. Do you not recognise him at all? I recognise him, but I don't think I've seen anything with him in. No, I've not seen anything with this guy in. Anyway, if you are at a loose end at the moment and you don't mind some hard-hitting scenes and a bit of alternate history, I would really recommend The Man in the High Castle. Do it in stages. Don't do what I did and just watch episode after episode because that's what I've done from time to time. Yeah. It's too much. There are th it, it's not all doom and gloom. There are light-hearted moments. There are moments of joy in it. But there are also some scenes that w would be affecting. Now, I've talked for absolutely ages. So <laughs> it's your go. So today, just the showers ago, I finished the final series of Justified. I feel like you've been watching Justified the same length of time that I've been watching The Man in the High Castle. No. It feels it's... like it's been going on for quite a while. I'll tell you, it's three years. Okay. Because I took the first season with me to watch on the plane to Las Vegas when we went. So you'll have seen me watch this. All the time. What do you know about this? There's a man, he's got a hat. <laughs> he's, al he's always got a hat on. What sort of hat? It's one of those cowboy 
Okay. I'm, I'm doing a circle around my head at the moment. Great, yeah. great thing for a podcast. He's got a cowboy hat, like a sheriff's hat. Yes. It's American. Yeah. And there are often people who don't look particularly pleasant in it. Okay. So it stars Timothy Oliphant as Raylan Gibbons, who's a US Marshal. Now, do you know what a US Marshal is? Because I didn't when I started this, because the, the way the US police force works really confuses me. Is he? He's not like a sheriff. Is he just a sheriff? A is just lone a title. So, no, US person Ma- who no justice, justice no just no, no, Elaine. no. right? Okay. So U.S. Marshal is force of the federal police force. So mm-hmm. it's nationwide, and they deal with looking after evidence, looking after transfer of convicts and things like that from jail cell to jail cell, search for fugitives. Mm-hmm. It seems quite arbitrary, the stuff that they do, but that's the role of the US Marshal. So that's his job. Um, and it's, it's set in a old coal mining town in Kentucky. Coal's shut, coal mining shut down years ago, mm-hmm. and it's carried on being sort of a four-horse town ever okay. since then. Uh, it's based on short story, a short story by Elmore Leonard, who... I've heard of... Yeah, I think yeah. he's quite a legendary in America. Mm. Um, his stories are used for things like Get Shorty, okay. Out of Sight, right. uh, Jackie Brown. Uh-huh. There are two things that set this apart. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best examples of world building I've ever seen in a TV show. The town called Harlan, uh, where the, this old coal mine in town, it faced hard times. Everyone used to work down the coal mines. And since they've closed, half of them are struggling and the other half are criminals. Drug dealers, uh, mm. pimps. Mm-hmm. You, over the six seasons, it's now finished, it ran from 2010 to 2015. Okay. So obviously it's been gone for quite a while Yeah, then. Yeah, it's gone quite a while. Over the course of the six seasons, the build up this town that you know exactly the places that they're going to the characters that come in and out of the storyline, they'll appear for two episodes and then they'll come back and a reference somewhere else. Even in the final episode, one character who was one of my favourites in the early seasons is just referenced and they don't forget about the history of the show. They must have they must have had storyboards mm. showing everyone's history throughout this and who's friends with who and mm-hmm. who's betrayed who. The other thing that sets this apart is the main cast, Timothy Oliphant as Raylan Givens, is excellent, very charismatic. Um, I suppose he has to be to lead the show, yeah, doesn't he? the camera enjoys him. And his chief, who is a little bit of a cliche of the chief, because he's someone who likes to push the rules. So his chief <laughs> uh, is someone who respects him, likes him, but he does his head in. And it's a bit of a cliche. But the guy who plays him, Nick Searchy, I think his name is, does very well. The rest of the cops, it's sort of two or three seasons before they're even allowed to show any personality or anything like that. And it's, they're not the best. But the wider cast of characters are just unbelievably well written. They get absolutely superb character actors to play all these. So people like Walton Goggins, who was in The Shield and the latest Ant-Man and the Wasp film. I've heard of him. Damon Herriman, who was played Charles Manson in oh, Manhunt and, and the Once other Upon one. a Time yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Root's in it, mm-hmm. turns up in everything. Yeah, um, he's in Man in the High Castle. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin Deva, who was in Booksmart recently. Yeah, She yeah. started, I think she was about 12 when she came into yeah. it, and then sort of was coming to sort of 16 by the time mm. it finished. Jeremy Davies from <gasps> Lost. From Lost. Margot Martindale uh, from... Was she in The Leftovers? I don't know who that yeah. is. Uh, I think you'll know her. She's a character actor that you'll know. Okay. Uh, Stephen Toblowski, Patton Oswald. Um, so it, people who've gone on to do other things as well, which makes sense if this finished in 2015. And have come from other places. So the final season, uh, you have Sam Elliott and Mary Steenbergen come into it. Big players. Yeah, big players. Owning the camera every time they're on it. It is the best show I've ever seen that I've never heard anyone I know ever talk about. <laughs> Which should make it an easy recommendation. Mm-hmm. I have one caveat to that. Okay. Uh, they're all available on Amazon Prime. The problem with it is, the first season, it doesn't really know where it wants to be. Mm-hmm. So it's very procedural. Uh, it's Raylan Gibbons going after someone... He breaks the rules a little bit, a bit of Jack Bowery to bring them in, and then the next 
they've gone to the next one. It's a bit CSI Miami or... So that's interesting, isn't it? If you were saying that the characterization is so complex and detailed and the idea of them having storyboards, mm. you would think that that wouldn't be the case for season one and that they would have known where they were going if that was what they were doing with the characters. Mm. It's good. It's good examples of that. But it's not, it's not something that would ever draw you to it. What happens is the second season is up there with any season of TV I've ever seen. I wish I could say to people, just go straight into season two. Mm-hmm. I, I would never do that myself. Yeah. I don't think, I just you'd, think you need I, I don't the think background. I would never do it myself, so I couldn't recommend other people to do it. Yeah, I'd, I think you'd lose a bit. Okay. Because you wouldn't know, you'd have to reintroduce yourself to these characters, I guess. But it's, like I said, it's all available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And if you've got 13 hours to get past the first season... You will love the rest of the six seasons. Okay. Well, it's an Amazon Prime week of recommendations. It is. Isn't it? it is. Date night. Date night. We've got our glad rags on. Have we? No, I've. I'm, You've got shorts on. I've got shorts and a t-shirt, and I'm rolling about from the curry that we've just uh, assimilated. You didn't even want a sweetie. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is anything all right? If the, if this was a lesser film, Sorry, I I'm might gonna, fall asleep. I'm going to have to cough because I'm just so full of curry. Hang on. <laughs> <coughs> I might edit that bit out. Um, I'm sorry, you're, you're rolling from the curry. Yeah. If this was a worse film, I might fall asleep, but it's not. Okay, is that a, that's a promise then? Yeah. There's going to be no sleepy time. There won't be any sleepy time during Haskell Musical. There's going to be no snoring? No. Because I will know. Yeah. So what do you know about Haskell Musical? <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> so I know there's a song... Because I've been singing it all day. It has replaced Pete's Dragon <laughs> in my repertoire. But you know what, Mark? We're just all in this together. As Rishi Sunak would say. <laughs> Spoilers. Hmm. I just, you, have a, you have a little <laughs> drink of beer there. That's <laughs> yeah. right. We'd have relaxed in episode four of the podcast now. Mark's having yeah. a beer. He's no. had a curry. He's had a beer. We're about to watch High School Musical. Nerves have gone. So that's all. So who do you know that's in it? Without looking at the TV. Where I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying not to. I, know, I don't want to say this without it sounding weird. I know there's that bloke that you like. Um, <laughs> you do go on about him a bit. You say, what's his What's his name? I, I don't like the portrait of me that you're painting here. No, no, it's fine. Um, it's very good. I'm going to judge of that. I can't remember. Zach someone? Zach Efron. That's him. Of course, the second Zach. Yeah, 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 you the know, second Zach in my life. Zach from Safe from the Out and Zach from High School Musical. I've got a type. You have? You really do? <laughs> Did Zach from Safe by the Bell ever sing? Oh, wasn't he in a band? Zach Attack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You do have a type, don't you? Yeah. 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 Um, can I do a, a stab in the dark yes. at the leading lady? Yes. Is it Vanessa Hudgens? That's right, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know where I've pulled that from. That is it. I can see them in my mind's eye, possibly to my left on okay. the telly, yeah. um, standing with a microphone, maybe on a stage. Have I just seen that on You've the just, Disney Plus you're literally, app? That, that is literally the picture that comes <laughs> up when you're ready to play High School Musical, so well done. But that's it, Mark. That's all I know about High School Musical. I know there's a song. I know they're all in it together. I can't imagine how they will make an entire film that's how many minutes long? Uh, ni- uh, 98 minutes. 98 minutes of being at high school doing a musical are they making a musical is it a musical is it meta i don't, I don't know well let's give let's, it a go then shall we who knows well what done well look, you get, we're getting professional at this <laughs> come on move it let's go for the east high wildcats we are days away from our biggest game of the year basketball is everything wildcats is you are so dedicated. But when their star player steps off the court... Any last-minute sign-up? I'd like to audition, Miss Darvis. And onto center stage... I'll sing with her. We're soaring, flying... He'll show the entire school there's something to sing about. Is this some kind of joke? You're the team leader, not a singer. Did you ever think maybe I could be both? We're breaking We're free! Soaring. Our team is coming apart because of your singing thing. High School Musical, a Disney Channel original movie. Go Wildcats! Go Wildcats! <laughs> you have notes. 
I have a lot of notes. I can't believe how many notes you have. I feel I've got a lot to say. <laughs> it really is a high school musical, isn't it? I mean, it? yeah, it is. It, it, there's no trade descriptions act violations there. I didn't think it would be quite as amateur, amateur dramatics. Oh, yeah. Than it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, and that, one of the things I was going to say for you was, oh, this is like made for TV, which I think you've told me before, but yeah. I just assume that it's, because when you see it now and when people talk about it now, they talk about it as a standalone film. Yes. Not something that's got adverts in. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it was just made by the Disney Channel as a TV movie. Mm-hmm. It was quite successful at the time, but through word of mouth has become so much more. There is a sequel, which was also a TV movie. Is there not another one as well? And then High School Musical 3, which actually went to cinemas. Right, okay, so it became so popular by that point in time they wanted to put it in the cinema for people to pay in. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think it. I think the music helped. I think, right, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you my opinion. And I'll start off by saying, I don't know why I like that film so much. You find this film really quite affecting there were a couple of times particularly towards the end where i couldn't look at you because i felt the emotion coming from you and i didn't want to like be a numpty about it but i don't know what 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 is it about particularly the and i understand the theme is obviously the song is we're all in this together it's coming together Mm. people not being in their own silos there's a sense of joy and a sense of togetherness about yeah. it, obviously, as the song so, dictates. So, I, right, okay. I, I, like I say, I don't know why I like this so much. I think the songs are fantastic. I think the songs are brilliant. Right. And I watched this when I started getting into films. Uh, so, around 2008. And I'd never heard of High School Musical because it came out in 2005, I think. I remember, because I was living with Neil at the time. Hi, Neil, if you're listening. Same difference did We're All In This Together. One of my notes. On X Factor. Yeah. And I said to Neil, like, it was movie night or whatever. I'm like, mm. what's this from? And he's like, Housing Musical. So I was like, what's that? So I rented it from, you know, like Love Film, where you used to have yes, to... Yes, where you, you came in the post. Yeah, you, you had a list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it and I thought... Different times. And I think I thought, oh, that's a fun little film. Rented the second one. And then went to cinema to see the third one. So you didn't watch that and think, sorry, I know it's one of your favourites. But it's very school. I mean, I'm going to say it is high school musical, but it is very much a school production put on film. When I was first watching this, I wasn't watching musicals. I didn't have the knowledge of musicals that I have now. And this is a gateway drug into musicals for me. Okay. Whereas you certainly are coming into a place where you... (laughs) I start off with sometime. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Me and Emma went to see it at the cinema. We Mm -hmm. went, purposely picked a nine o'clock performance, so there were no kids there. There was still a woman taking her kids, and the kids danced in the aisle throughout the entire thing. Well, they would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the best performance to go Mm -hmm. watch a film, but yeah. The songs, certainly in the first film, have stayed with me. If I'm feeling sad, I will put on the High School Musical soundtrack. I mean, I'll make sure Spotify is on a private session, first of all. Oh, can you do that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know oh, trust me, it. you need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through your notes, because I'm interested I'm interested to know what your thoughts are. Even... My, my notes started out being, well, you know me, this started out being really quite technical and minute. So I was getting annoyed that there weren't apostrophes when... You know, we're telling you what like New Year's Eve yes. or Men's Locker, and they didn't have the apostrophes <laughs> on the right place. So I was getting a bit annoyed at that. So that's the sort of detail I go down to to be with. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna go through all of that with you. But yeah, could I ask, is Zac Efron singing? I think the answer to this is no, and I think the answer to this is no because you've told me this before. So there is another guy doing a Marnie Nixon role. They say it's digitally blended. That's what it sounds like at the beginning. I actually wrote down, is it some kind of, almost sounds a bit share vocoder, mm. he couldn't. In. He couldn't hit the high notes. Right, okay. Um, so they brought in a guy called, I think called Drew Seeley. Okay. Uh, who actually wrote a couple of the songs or one of the songs mm-hmm. from the film. Mm-hmm. He overdubbed a lot of the things and they mm-hmm. blended them together. So it was Zac Efron yeah. singing, but then he went in. It was only noticeable at the beginning. And as it went through, I thought, actually, this is having had that conversation with you before I thought I had it in the back of my mind you telling me this 
in one of our many conversations about a high school musical, it didn't look too bad. If I hadn't have known that, yeah, he, I wouldn't have been able to tell. He was a young guy. I think he was on the mm. Disney songwriting staff. He he was a songwriter by trade for Disney TV movies. Yeah, and stuff it doesn't like sound, that. sound like an older bloke. It sounds like no. someone of that age. Well, he played Troy in the High School Musical tour. Okay. Because after they did this and it became a success, they did like a arena tour around the United mm-hmm. States mm-hmm. with the original cast, but mm-hmm. Zac Efron was filming Hairspray. Okay. So Drew Seeley stepped in to be Troy. My feeling at the beginning was, oh dear, it's Grease light. Oh, because... yeah. yeah, absolutely. But, but, but wait, hang on a second. I'm not sure it is. I think it does die diverge from groups because at the beginning you've got your sportsman you've got and he's sort of ruling the school and you've got your scholastic woman Mm. who's come from another school and she's had to be transferred and she doesn't want to be there and they've met in a separate incident at new year's eve yeah um in some sort of ski chalet and never to meet again and oh look they're at the same school yes so it's very sort of the beginning of greece with danny and sandy and they have Mm. this they're running around on a beach at the beginning aren't they and then it's like oh i'm never gonna see you again i'm gonna go back to australia and oh look she's at rydale high so i thought oh it's going to be greece but actually and i know you're nodding and say oh it's very very greece but i think there's a lot that changes they get together they like each other but are worried that they their cliques are different mm-hmm. and then she, she runs away from him because he's being mean because he's mean there was yeah. a scene where <laughs> in the best use of a webcam <laughs> when is this film uh this would be 2004 2005 okay because yeah. there is a lot of the internet yes in this. there's a lot of we are we are now hitting peak use of internet there was even a scene at the end where the scholastic group <laughs> create code in inverted commas like that's just what it's called and they code then the film actually shows you the code going down the wires yes into a modem yeah and there's noises there's internet noises yes so the internet is moving through the school yeah an action shot of whatever network cables yeah yeah i mean it's an it worker that's dream for me it is i just saw those little noises i think that's what the internet's moving through the wires that's what i like about it so much (laughs) Finally. And we're going to use a webcam to show how this guy is actually being a little bit mean about her. HD quality in 2004. Well, this is it. <laughs> so, first of all, I thought it But actually, I thought that it, it did hit... I know there were some beats that it hit, but it did forge its own path. He doesn't want to be someone different. He still wants to be involved in his sport. He still yes. likes his sport. He yeah. just wants to do something on top of it. Yeah. She still wants to be academic and and there's nothing wrong with that. And I quite like the fact that they didn't make out that there was anything wrong with her wanting to be academic. Yeah, I think the morality of this has moved on since Greece where mm. she starts smirking and wears... Leather very... pants. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think part of the reason I love this is because there is nothing offensive about this film. No. It is, everything's wholesome, everyone's happy at the end. Yeah. Um, even the baddie characters Just come along and say, oh, well done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does suffer from a little bit George, George's Dragon, that everything's tied up within two minutes. Who's George's Dragon? <laughs> Peace Dragon. Brilliant. It's only been a week. Yeah, but it's before beers. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it, you think it sort of yeah yeah, but the, it has to be, doesn't it? They play breaking breaking free. We see one about ten seconds of basketball at the end. Gabriella runs in, goes, "Oh, by the way, we won." And then Chapeau runs in and says, "Oh, you got the part." End. We're all in this together. Speaking of Chapeau, who is the the baddie, one of the baddie characters, she's. She's in a brother and sister combo. Yes. Always in the musical. No one else is going to run the musical. So Troy and Gabriella are their rivals yes. for the, a spot in the musical. Mm. She is brilliant. She is the star of that show. Even though she's very broad. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's really going for it. Yeah. But she is brilliant. Yeah. It doesn't work without her. Yeah. And that performance. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. She won a Kermode Award. For High School Musical 3. Oh, so it 
so she she's carried on. But who is she? She's Ashley Tisdale. Okay. Um, I thought she was a standout from all the films, mm-hmm. and she's never really progressed on from that. She's done mm-hmm. a lot of Disney Channel TV uh, TV shows. Okay. She was in, she was in a Sharpe spin-off. Um, uh-huh. Spoilers: she doesn't get killed off. Um, <laughs> she doesn't get killed off anywhere through the series. <laughs> Why? Um, Why were you talking about her being killed off? Just it's a joke, honey. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. in the yeah, she lasts all the way through the trilogy. I don't really understand jokes. Never mind. And she's just now been put into like a primetime comedy. I don't know how it's done or anything like that, mm. but that's she's finally sort of broken through. Okay. Oh, she's um, she's breaking free. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. Well, I love you. Thanks very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. I really enjoyed the brother as well, although he was slightly weaker. Who is he? I feel I know him. Um, In my mind, I was calling him Brian McFadden the no. entire way <laughs> okay. through. Is it because he wears but, hats like Brian yeah, McFadden? Yeah, like one of the Baker Boys yeah. the caps he's always in. So he is. his name is Lucas Grabeel. Okay. Um, straight I from, don't know him then. No. Straight from this, the only... I think he's done a lot of voice work, which right. is... I mean, it's... I, I think it's a shame because I think he's really strong in this. Yeah, I really thought he'd been in loads of stuff and you were going to tell me he's, there's a grown-up version of him in loads of stuff that we've seen. The only thing, he was had a small role, sort of 10th billion in Milk. Oh, I haven't seen uh, it. The Sean Penn film. Yeah, but I that's I think that's the only thing you would see him in. It's probably, yeah, a lot of um, voice work for Disney Channel stuff. I'm going to have Disney to IMDB him afterwards because he either looks like someone who I know or mm. I'm just I've, maybe I've seen something with him in something random. Um, so yeah, I thought they were really good. They were good buddies. Yes. I thought Vanessa Hudgens was unbearable. Oh. Like, utterly unbearable. She simpered in every single scene. Any, anything she was doing, she just had this amazement and smile on her face. You know, she's walking up some stairs. Oh my God, I'm walking up some stairs. And she just constantly... Her acting is atrocious. She's coming in at the wrong lines. Like, he's really trying. Zach is like, he's really trying to give it his best shot, you can see that. Mm. And um, the tempo of the way that she's reacting to some of the lines, it's very much like someone's reading it out to her and she's then repeating it ever so slightly quickly or ever so slightly slowly. And she's just, she's constantly reacting. She's also made up to, you know, to an extent which someone at high school you know, really, it wouldn't have been. No one looks that perfect, particularly not at high school. You know, high school's about time of try, trying on foundation that's ten times too dark for you. And do you know what I mean? It's a TikTok generation now, it's, love. Yeah, oh, no, I know, but... Yeah, I know it's I know it's high school musical. I realise this is quite petty, but yeah. I, I couldn't get away with her. She's not I don't really... don't want to her. She's not really made a career for herself. Although, I mean, mm. she... She did Sucker Punch and Spring Breakers, which I think was oh. her attempt. She had quite an unfortunate... Yeah, yeah, she did that straight, almost straight away. What? Her career was quite hurt because there were... She was some phone-leaked pictures oh, of her. Right. Oh, um, and I think she right. held that against herself for a bit. Right, okay. Um, I think there were people saying, offering her more adult roles and okay. she wasn't ready for them. And they're yeah. like, well, the whole world's seen you naked. She's done a bit of... Uh, theatre, she did Ren and Gigi and mm. uh, Into the Heights, is it? Oh, in the in, Heights? In the, in the Heights, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, the yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda film that yeah, they're yeah. doing. Oh, I feel bad now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad. And, oh. then, um, and then this year she's been in um, kind of a smaller role, but quite quite mm-hmm. integral in Bad Boys for Life. Okay. And she's, she's actually and quite she got, charming and in got that. Better. As yeah, time has I mean, gone she's on. 17 now. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I'm probably being really cruel. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't, like, I don't yeah. slag off your friends. It's terrible. <laughs> I think you've shown me scenes in this before. So, the song that I shall call the Hairspray song, because it sounds like it's just out of Hairspray, which is the one where they're all singing about the rules and you've got stick to. Stick to the status quo. That, I've well, 100% that, shown you that before. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. Do, do you and not I, feel it's. It sounds like something from. It sounds like um, you can't stop the beat from Hairspray. Yeah, I think I can see. I can see what you mean. I think the choreography is brilliant on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that they integrate it, integrate character development of developing like these are the people that are moving on mm. because Zeke and Martha, the certainly the one who bakes and the one who likes hip hop, become more integral as the film series go on. They become Oh right, okay, so if we go back a bit, the in, in what I shall call the Hesbury song, there's one guy 
he likes to bake and that's like his revelation because yes. yeah all oh, right zeke so is that this guy that goes on to be more because he's always going on about creme brulee yes right okay and in the end sharpay really likes his cookies yeah yeah then there's another girl that likes hip-hop but she's in the academic set so she's sort of saying look i love hip-hop and martha, i'm not allowed yeah. to right so this is this is martha you're saying it's going on right okay right and then there's another guy he's like a skater dude and he plays cello. At Skater Dude is his name. Is he that is have it? A name. He is not in it anymore. <laughs> oh, no, that's so sad that out of those three, those that Martha and Zeke get roles later on, but Skater Dude just that's just it. I don't think he's seen again. I turned to you in the middle of the film, didn't I, and say, "Oh, where do we know him from?" Yeah, and you were like, you "We don't, don't know him, him at all. We don't yeah. know him at all." I mean, I did have a little bit of a moment where I was like, "Oh, a you know, oh, a man that bakes. Apparently, that's a revelation. Oh, a woman that likes hip hop, and you know, uh, someone who plays cello." I did have a bit of a roll my eyes moment of like, you know, Elaine's problem. You know, there's always a point in the film where I go, mm, "Something's problematic here." So Elaine's problematic. Oh, I think if you're gonna, said, I think mm. if you're gonna pick up the problematic, I think it's the fact that you've got two black best friends. Yeah, I was gonna, I, mean, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, it is. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing more we can say about that because the, everyone knows what we're talking about there. Yeah, two white yeah. leads yeah. and two black best friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. So most of the way through the film, I'm following it fine. They're in school. They want to be in the musical. Various things get in the way of them auditioning. Yeah. Various things get in the way of them trying to do these songs together. Friends aren't quite so supportive of them, and there's there's, there's that sort. Of, yeah, we Absolutely. all we all know where we're going with it. Yeah. However, there is one, if not two, massive plot devices that just appear and then appear again. And people seem to change character. So Troy and... I want to call her Georgina, but it's not, is it? Gabriella. Georgina's got a dragon. Okay, thanks. So Troy and Gabriella are wanting to audition... For the for the musical, is this the call the callbacks? The callbacks, yes. Okay, so they've already auditioned. Yes. Um, they've been called back to have a second audition. Yes. And their friends have found out about it, and they've decided that they need to st- stick to the status quo, and they've got to be in their their own silos, and they shouldn't be going and singing. Yeah. One's got to be scholastic, the other one's got to be sporty. Fine. So the two groups of friends get together and say, right, we're going to work out a plan to get them to break apart. Yes. And not go through with this second audition. This involves getting Troy to go down to the gym where his mates are waiting to show him all of the superstars of yesteryear, including in a highly emotive and manipulative <laughs> turn of affairs, his dad. Yeah. In a picture from 1981, his dad is the coach. Photoshopped. Yeah. 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 His dad is the coach. So it's like you're letting, you're not just letting down the coach. You're letting down your dad, who's also the coach. Yep. And here's a giant photo in a photo frame of him. Now, up to that point, Troy is saying to his friends, look, guys, I'm going to do this. I can do what... I, I'm not letting you down. Yeah. I'm still going to be there. I'm, I'm still going to play the game, this big game that's coming up. Yeah. The audition's not going to get in the way. I can sing and play sport at the same time. Yes. In another... In a lab, in another part of the building, Vanessa Hudgens' friends... <laughs> are all there saying, you can't trust Neanderthal men, essentially. Mm. And then suddenly whip out old school laptop, webcam, computer equipment, as are the sporty guys down in the gym. Yes. To capture Troy completely changing in his character and in his behaviour to say, look, I don't care about her. I'm the, I don't care about singing. I'm never going to let you down. Singing's stupid. She's stupid. I hate her. Like, what a turnaround. Uh, I think... So, I'll start off by saying it's a kid's show. <laughs> yeah, I do realise that. I think you can, you would get a situation where, under the thing of peer pressure, I think Troy is played to be a different kind of guy to that. But I can see, having been a high school boy, mm-hmm. that you would get a situation where someone's having the piss taken out of them for mm. liking something. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, it's now. However, I mean, yeah, it's... It was just the fact that mm. one minute he's really defending it and 
I didn't feel that there was anything that they had then subsequently said to him that would make that behaviour Well, it was change. the dad that ch- his face changed when the picture of the dad came on, oh, the photoshopped maybe... picture of the dad. Right, okay. I yeah. hadn't picked up on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a device to make them briefly split up mm-hmm. so that she can sing a song. Yes. Um, because it had been a good sort of quarter of an hour at that point without a song. I think that's the that's the part of the film that drags a little bit. I think I might have asked you at that point in time how long we had left. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you went, oh, we're, we're not long. Not long. Not, not long. long. <laughs> but then, like, shortly after that, and again, another magical plot device, the friends see them for one minute being a bit sad. Yeah. Troy's walking around the cafeteria. He's sad. She's walking in, around the cafeteria in the other direction. She's sad. And suddenly, they decide that they've been really awful friends and they're going to get behind them. And it was just such a quick... T- they could have used some of that time to make that more believable. Well, I mean, if it was Peach Dragon, we'd have had half an hour and four songs about <laughs> Candle on the Water. That was her candle on the wall, was it? The yeah. religions walking round an empty school, yes. singing how terrible men are, yeah. and how they let you down, yes. and don't go singing with them. When there was me and you is the song title. Oh, it's yeah. weird. I can't even remember how it goes. I can sing it. I bet you can. <laughs> there were fewer songs than I anticipated. Yeah. Okay. So what songs stood out for you? All in this together. Is that what it's called? Yes, we're right. all in this together. We're all in this together. I'm always going to remember that because that's the only song I thought was in the film prior yeah. to watching it. So I've been singing that all day and also waiting for it to arrive in yeah, the film. Yeah, you have to wait um, a while. Breaking, you do really have to wait a while, don't you? I mean, it's, I realise it is a song that lends itself to the end. Yes. But I was thinking, when we get to the song, we're nearly at the end. Breaking Free, I didn't realise was in this film. Now it makes total sense. Mm. But I only knew it from same difference and various conversations with you didn't know it was in this film you've probably told me i've probably just not listened uh, um, we were all in this together was also used on x factor was it yeah oh. little yogan quinn really yeah oh, that's a blast from the past isn't yeah. it yeah did he do that all in this together yeah in a high school musical style oh yeah i mean like was it, it was musicals a, week um it was tv it was movies week okay, i think yeah. um yeah it was a big performance and he i Wow. If I remember rightly, he didn't pull it off. Or was he dressed up as... I can just imagine him, actually. Was he dressed up as, like, a little high school... You know, yeah, a little jacket. jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There, there was a lot of people on stage as well covering for him. And uh... I'm thinking about other songs. I'm afraid they may be the two main songs that I... I think, ha- I think have... they're the two strongest songs. Okay. Um, the start of something new... It's all Is that the right? first one yeah. when they're in... Doing the karaoke. The karaoke in the chalet right at the beginning of New Year's Eve. Yeah. Right, okay. I think Get Your Head in the Game is a plot point. Okay, so that's the basketball Yeah. And also, so the basketball players, uh, led by his best mate. Chad. Right, thanks for that. Um, So Chad Chad is like saying to him, singing's rubbish. Don't be a singer. It's just so uncool. Yeah. He sings a song. Yeah. Then he sings a little song. And then everyone has a little dance and a little thing. And it's not uncool, is it? But that's musicals. That's the very basis of musicals. He also sings in Haskell Musical. I won't spoil that because I might use that as one. (laughs) Give it two weeks. You are not making me watch Haskell Musical. He sings a song about how he doesn't like to dance whilst dancing. He's very confused, isn't he, young Chad? When the credits rolled, you said, oh, Kenny Ortega. Yes, yeah, the choreographer. Yeah, do you know who he is? No, but I know that name. Yes, because Michael Jackson did. This is it. Was producing the tour in the year two. Oh, when he passed away. Yes. Right, okay. Right, that is, yeah. That will be how you know him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I mean, he's obviously good at what Mm, he does. mm. Um, Yeah, and it's very well choreographed for that type of production. Yeah. Yeah. Can I speak about the one thing that I'm really confused about at the end? Yes. Where I've actually written in my notes, have I missed something? <laughs> so there's a character in High School Musical that I found really interesting. There's a young woman, I mean, they're all young, but there's a young woman who, at the beginning, we just think she's the piano player yeah. in the in the musical when they're auditioning for the musical, but actually it transpires that she is the composer of the entire musical. Yes. And she's clearly a child genius because she's created all these songs. Mm. Uh, you have that um, really tropey scene of her, because um, she's, uh, she's made out to be very geeky, um, quite nerdy, and I mean, she's always wearing a hat. 
yeah. that's a constant thing in it. In every scene, she's wearing a different hat. But she, you know, she falls over, she falls to the ground, and all of her 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 paper with the musical notes written on, you know, fall on the floor. And then Troy, of course, comes and helps her, and you know, yes. oh, you're the composer. Oh, your songs are wonderful. Mm. Um, and she then helps them throughout throughout the film yeah. to learn her songs and to sing them in the way that she would like them to be sung, not the way that Sharpay and her brother are singing them in a very high concept way they're singing yes. them and she wants it to be more feeling and emotional and actually i think she's quite an interesting character that doesn't really get much to do yeah is she in it in the later films yep she's in all three right okay that makes more sense does she get more to do in the later films yeah yeah okay having established her all the way through as someone who wears these hats she's quite um modestly dressed yeah. i would say um, you I know, saw this note come in. <laughs> yeah, the sort of stuff I would have worn in in high school. You know, like a bit of layering, some jeans. You know, um, a long sleeve top with a t shirt over the top. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly we're in the sports hall. Yeah. We're singing all in this together. Yes. Hudgens has got a new dress on. That's fine. I expected it. She's got a nice red dress on. She's got found it from somewhere. Who knows where? But she's found it. This girl. Is it Kelsey? Kelsey, Kelsey. Yeah. Suddenly, hats off. She's wearing a one-shouldered spaghetti strap, red top, a sparkly belt. It's almost like three-quarter length trousers and a pair of heels. Yeah. And she's dancing her socks off. Yes. Why? I don't think you can why? class we're all this together as part of the narrative but, of the but film. Wh- but why? why does she need to be dressed like that? I don't see why you found that so offensive. She's not someone who has dressed like that throughout the whole, you know, that's not been part of her character. That is, her character is, this is what she wears, this is what she does all the way through. Mm. She's got, had a hat okay. on. You know, she, this hat is like an integral part of her, or a different hat every yeah. day. It just looked wrong. She's Russian, you know. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's her. Now. Oh, you're, sh- you're showing me a picture. I mean, she's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. She just get glammed up as well during the three films. Yeah. And um, maybe if it was part of a character, fine. Maybe if she was finding new clothes to wear and enjoying them. But it was such a jump. It was such a jump from wearing your normal standard high school, you know, clothes to suddenly she's in this very revealing like tiny spaghetti strap one shoulder i don't think it was revealing oh i think it was but i I think it yeah i do i think it was i found it very jarring i think nah i I don't think that's why did she need to be in that because the other some of the the other characters they didn't it's not like she was wearing a bikini well it felt like it to me mark (laughs) i found it very odd don't write mary way out come on then (laughs) To end on things that I felt were very good. I've written a little good section. Yes. I think there are important themes in this film. Yes. I wouldn't mind Blake watching this at all um, with my Mary Whitehouse hat on. Apart from the end where I go, that woman doesn't have to wear these clothes. She can wear whatever she likes. So you don't have to be one thing. You can be many things. Yes. That's a, a great theme of the of the film. And also you should support your friends. So don't make your friends sad by telling them they can't sing. You should get behind them and support them in what they do. And that's that's quite nice, isn't it? Okay. Yeah? So what, what style rating are you going to give it? Are you ready? Yes. Because for the past couple of episodes, we've hung around the three, uh, the three section. Yeah. Okay. I might have to be the first one to take it down a notch. It was just a bit too amdram for me. I mean, I you know I love a musical, but it just had that high high school. I'm saying high school because it is high school musical, but it just had that amdram element a little bit too much. I did find myself thinking, when will when will this come to an end? I realise it's a kids film. Taking that into consideration, because you're looking at me. I'm just updating just my relationship status, so it's complicated. It's, uh, your you're not the person I married. So I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. I think I might be giving it the half because you look a bit sad. Yeah, two and a half out I of five. I think that's fair. <laughs> you just, you look so... You, just, you know, you're doing that thing that you do when someone's speaking to you, but you're just looking off into the off into the distance and sort of going, yeah, I'm listening to you, I'm listening to you, but actually I'm not really listening to you. I I'm am. just, you know, I'm thinking about, thinking about things. What are you doing? Oh, you're on Facebook and you're editing your profile.
Are you happy now? Yeah, I've just backed out of that. Let me make sure it's not just saved. Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine what would happen? Yes, I mean, that would be fun. Yeah. You know, Easter weekend. (laughs) Let's throw the cat among the pigeons. See who the first to react is. See who's going to text us first. What's wrong? (laughs) Elaine really didn't like High School Musical. (laughs) I think we're going to have to rethink everything. Thanks very much. Thank you for watching. Genuinely. you're You're welcome. You're welcome. So? Would you would you like to know what we're watching next week? So all week you've been going, I don't know what I'm going to do. I yeah. don't know what I'm going to do. I'm yeah. between two different films yeah. and I'm not really sure. Um... And I went for a lie down this afternoon and I was meant to be sleeping and you came up and caught me just lying there looking at my laptop. And I was, I was like, I think I shut my laptop in a really like suspicious way. I did wonder what you were doing. Um, I was just looking at the oh, I promise I was just looking at the list of films that I that you haven't seen that I would like to watch and rethinking and thinking yeah what just we're gonna go for. if ever you catch me closing my laptop when you come up behind me that's what I'm doing as well I, I know darling yeah. I know that's fine we're not going to watch a musical we're going to watch Waterworld I could have predicted this oh no you couldn't no oh, way yeah no way could you you're gonna say that about everything so i've got three films in mind that i think you will do over the next few i think yeah because it's a film you've always talked about is it yeah oh really yeah, oh maybe yeah. it i'm like i've just been propelled towards it and yeah. i haven't really known so yeah Waterworld. what do you know about Waterworld? uh kevin costner yeah gian Triplehorn. yeah well done dennis wow. hopper yeah with an eye patch Yes. Yeah, okay. Have um, you seen this? No, no, no. No, but I'm aware of bits mm. of it. Like, he has gills. He does. Does he have to protect a child? I'll not go into plot. Okay. Um, I have a feeling... I might be mixing two things up here. I have a feeling <laughs> he has to protect a child. And there's something that's like... A map or a birthmark or something right. that leads them to something. Are you sure? haven't seen this is that is this yeah it is, is it going like, down the right is it leading path? it to like yeah. dry land or something like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, uh, so yeah what world next week good i've <laughs> gone into like teaching mode right everyone what world next week if we all could prepare for that i hope everyone enjoyed listening to our thoughts on high school musical slightly different i did not <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you soon. See you later. Hey everyone, it's just Elaine popping up to say thank you very much for listening. We know there are hundreds and thousands of TV and film podcasts out there and we're really pleased to have you along for the ride. You can now find us on Twitter, we are at The Honeymoon Pod, and you can also find us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you get your podcasts from. Bye!